The part we often trip up on as songwriters is finishing the song. Um, coming up with those extra parts that kind of make it sound complete or real. So today we're going to talk about production and writing parts in our songs. Let's talk about it. Hey, I'm Craig from the Dot of That Studio and I'm talking to musicians who want to become artists. Musicians who want to have a real go at doing music for a living and to do that uh, independently without labels and without a ton of money. Well, welcome. This is the third video in this series of songwriting where we're looking at being creative inside the box. We hear about being creative outside of the box. Now, we've kind of been looking at uh, a set of guidelines that we can have for ourselves when we're songwriting so that we can be as creative as we can, but within a sort of framework that basically tells story and brings our listeners along uh, to story. The same way that movies do it, the same way that books do it, the same way that our favorite artists do it uh, is kind of writing these parts, writing these songs, writing melodies, all within these sort of framework and this box that uh, that just works and that people can relate to. So if you want to kind of hear about the fundamental parts of this and you haven't already, um, I'll put a link up the top here. It'll be in the description as well to the other two videos. So the first video, we really unpack this concept of, of what it is to write inside the box and kind of the framework around that. And we looked at uh, arrangement and structure as well. Then the second video, we unpacked melody, harmony, uh, rhythm, and lyrics, and how we can kind of incorporate story into those to kind of to kind of bring our song to life and make sure that it does follow that journey of story. And uh, what I've done is I've got a PDF that I've put together that's downloadable in the description, or you can grab that at dotted8.com, D-O-T-T-E-D, eight.com forward slash artist, which is basically everything that I've been talking about written down as kind of like a template or a checklist. You can go through and say, does my melody uh, fit? Does my um, rhythm fit? Have I put enough or the right things into my harmony and my structure and all that sort of thing. And you can customize that so that it works for your songwriting and your genre. But if you want to grab that PDF, it just kind of lays it all out there for you and you should just be able to look at it and say okay I still need a second verse I still need um, I still need some parts for my chorus I still need uh, whatever it is that the song is missing but you can kind of just see it laid out there and fix it up so grab that PDF I think that would be really helpful for me part writing is kind of adding the musical story so we need to be aware that not everyone is listening to lyrics and melody all the time Sometimes you just want to put a song on and feel something. You're not, you're not paying one bit of attention to the lyrics. You're not kind of trying to focus on what story they're telling throughout the lyrics. You just want to be taken on a journey and kind of feel it. So I know for me and my family with the girls, we just we put music on every morning while we're getting ready for school and work. And, and not once do we listen to the lyrics unless they're like kind of cussing and then we'll go and skip it. But we kind of just want to feel something. We want to have... Uh, I don't know whether that's kind of like a wake me up sort of playlist. So we just want to kind of get some energy and feel something. So we're listening for musical story. We're not listening for lyrical story. And I think that's where this sort of part writing is happening. Once we've got our song, we've got to add that feeling to it. So we do that with um, tension and release. We do that with build ups. We do that with dynamics, all that sort of thing. So that's kind of what part writing is. It's just bringing kind of anticipation and satisfaction or gratification so tension and release you kind of want to i think things feel way way more satisfying you get a lot more satisfaction out of something that you've uh, had anticipation for so um for example you know when you're uh 
order something online, you're waiting for it, you're anticipating it coming in the post. There's so much more gratification in that than someone just like giving you something randomly and you just, you know, same product, but there's like, it's finally here. I've got it. I've been researching this for ages. I spent money on it. You've gone and got this anticipation. And then when you get it, it's just so much better than it just randomly falling up in you, falling in your lap. Even though that's great. So you can just hear a chorus that rocks and it just, it, it just lands straight away and, and you didn't hear the bit leading up to it and like, yeah, this is cool. But when you can kind of feel that moving and the verse kind of transitions into that pre-chorus and there's tension and then a big release of, of satisfaction when that beat just drops or um, that melodic line comes in and just takes us away, there's a, there's a real feeling of satisfaction when we've had the anticipation to build it up. So a lot of our part writing is going to be doing that, just adding bits in. So let's chat about a few ways that you can add a bit of tension in with your, with your song. The first thing is, um, just having parts. So I think I try to get the chorus, the final chorus sounding great to start with. That's where I want to put everything into. So I kind of make that sound as good as I can and not so that I'm having to add extra stuff to it all the time. I think the best way to do it so that we're not adding and adding and adding and adding is kind of get your chorus sounding right. So get the minimum amount you need in your chorus just to sound really, really good, right? So when we're writing parts and your producer help you with with this, um, if it's something you're not doing yourself, just like, you know, have that drum bit in there or have that bass line in there or have those guitars or synths or whatever your music has. And then pull it away. So if we have all that stuff in the first verse uh, or in the bridge or something like that, then when we get to the chorus, we need to find a heap more stuff to add to make it sound bigger. So a better way to do it is just to make the chorus sit really well and then take stuff out for the rest of the song. Strip it back um, for all the different parts that need stripping back. So maybe there'll be a little bit less in the second chorus, way less in the first chorus, and maybe next to nothing in the verses and bridge. Again, this is up to your genre and your creativity with inside your box. But basically, you want to see that it's building. But um, what I'm saying is an easier way than trying to keep adding parts is just build this structure and then take away parts before that. You'll find that a ton easier. So well, then we can just add things back in uh, periodically and that brings tension, right? So if we're halfway through a verse, we've dropped out, we've just done the chorus, we've dropped everything out, then halfway through the verse we bring back in the baseline halfway through the verse. So all of a sudden we feel, oh, something's coming, something's shifting, something's moving. It adds a bit of anticipation. Or maybe we can add that kick drum back in. Or maybe we can bring a harmony or something in halfway through the part. So we've dropped it all out and then we just slowly add it back in as kind of like a build. You know the the builds in a song. Uh, you hear them a lot when they just like, and then it, it just gets louder and louder or more not, more intense, um, the intervals are shorter, whatever it is, kind of builds into that anticipation, what's happening, what's coming, where are we going? And then it drops in and you get that satisfaction. So that's tension. Um, and we can do that as well with chords. So maybe like if you have, if you start the progression on a fifth or you go to that suspended chord or something like that, you're going to bring in sort of tension through chords, um, which we talked about a little bit in the, in last week's video, this one is more about just bringing in parts, adding new parts to bring in that tension. When we're looking at our songwriting box, we're looking at kind of our checklist. We can add this in there. So where am I pulling out different parts? Where am I, where am I going to add in 
uh, an element that brings a bit of tension? What am I going to do just before the chorus to make the chorus sound bigger? Um, we can kind of write that in the box and have a look over it and, and that kind of helps us to write the parts. So what do I need here? What do I need there? What do I need there in the end? And we can kind of figure out where we bring in the tension in that. And even if you're just at an acoustic level, so this I'm talking about production uh, holistically, I guess, but when, you, when you're just playing this on acoustic guitar, it's the same thing. So if you've got like a big strumming pattern, don't bring that in in the intro. Don't use that during the second verse. Just use that in the chorus. So maybe you could just go, um, you know, like hold out one chord per bar or something to the verse. And then halfway through, you can maybe start doing a palm mute or something that just kind of raises attention. So even without like the big production stuff, this sort of tension, uh, release, satisfaction, anticipation, all those sort of things should be in every part of our song really. So what we end up with, if we don't, if we're not doing this, if we're not doing anticipation and satisfaction, we're going to end up with a song that doesn't do anything. If there's no anticipation, there's no satisfaction, which means, which leaves you with a really underwhelming song, which is pretty much the ultimate fail. I think if you, if you, you get through a whole song and it just didn't move you, it never went anywhere or, um, Vice versa, if you never get to that release part, if you never write in that bit that actually brings that satisfaction, so you're just building tension for the whole time without that release, uh, that's also really, it's just really unsatisfying. Um, we don't like unsatisfying. You don't re-watch a movie that's unsatisfying. In fact, you're angry about it. Um, some movies my wife and I watch, we get to the end of it, we're just like, oh man, that was, I just expected that it would something would happen how could it end like that on a you know you know what i'm talking about so we need to make sure these parts are written into our song to make sure that we're moving our audience along the story we're, we're bringing them we're helping them anticipate the next thing but then when that comes in we're actually satisfying what they were anticipating so another great way to do this is with uh implied tension um this is a this is a really cool concept implied tension is when you actually take something away that should be there. So the absence of something just feels so wrong almost. Um, and it, it, it's almost more powerful than, than adding uh, tension, like adding in that baseline or something is actually dropping something out that really should be there. So analogy for this, if you walk into a room, um, maybe you've got like a couple in the room and they're both just looking down at the ground, really angry. Like they've just had a big fight. It's like, the room just feels really tense, but you've got no evidence that there was a fight. You've just got this, it's kind of implied that something's not right in here. These guys obviously aren't talking to each other. Something's weird. Um, it would feel more normal if they were yelling at each other. The tension would feel more like, okay, I understand what's going on here. If there was like a, you know, a brawl or um, they were just yelling or something. But the fact that nothing is happening you've got no evidence for it, but you feel like there should be a fight or they feel like there's supposed to be a fight. It's kind of like an implied tension. So in a songwriting sense, we might do this when it just feels like that element should be there and the fact that it's missing is really weird. So Billie Eilish is the queen at this. She's the queen at a lot of um, sort of part writing and production things, but she uses this, um, it's called a ghost kick a lot. When you've kind of got the kick drum doing a do, 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 and then it stops but the bass guitar still reacts to that. So um, it's still ducking every time there should have been a kick drum, but there now no longer is one. 
So the bass is going like, mm, 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 you know that feel, but usually it's like a, dunt, dunt, like that. But you drop the kick out and there's just that ducking sort of bass sound. And it kind of makes us feel like, oh, something's happening. I don't know what it is because something's really missing. Another way we can do it is kind of lyrically. If you kind of get to the end of a sentence, but you don't finish the sentence, but you kind of, you can tell what was supposed to be said. You can tell the lyric that was supposed to be there, but if we leave it out, um, there's, there's like a, an implied tension there. It's like, I, that's supposed to be there, but it's not. And that's, it's tense. It's weird. But the thing with that is it, it only works when you, when you bring it back in. So then when the chorus drops and the lyrics come back in and kind of conclude what was left unconcluded, you get that satisfaction. Or when that kick drum comes back in, you're like, oh, there it is, it's back. And you kind of feel that that's relief that is happening. Or if, if that couple in the room start yelling at each other again, you can go, oh, there's a fight happening. And it kind of all makes sense again. So that implied tension is a, it's a super cool trick if you can bring that in with your songwriting. But the trick is not just leave something out. So if you just left something out, that's just dynamics. And we want to be doing that all the way through. So we can drop something down and then we can slowly build it up. But it's only implied tension when it's really obviously missing and it's supposed to be there. I think something important to remember during this whole songwriting approach is that this stuff isn't lame. Like we don't, we sometimes we kind of avoid putting those builds in. We avoid putting the obvious tension and release sort of thing in because everyone else does it and we kind of feel stupid doing it sometimes. It kind of feels lame to bring in that build. But I think when we're talking about story and journey, nobody's thinking necessarily about what you're doing to bring those things in. They're just following the journey. So like we don't even realize that every single movie is doing this. You know, every single movie or book that we read is kind of setting up the characters, creating this tension so that there can be this release, creating this moment of, oh no, is everything going to be okay? Oh, thank goodness everything was okay. We don't kind of look at those movies and go, oh, lame, they're doing they're doing the thing where they're building tension. Oh, they're doing the thing where they're taking us on the journey. Oh, they want us to feel sad so that we can feel happy later. We don't kind of judge it from that sort of standpoint. What we do is is get sucked into the story and get sucked into the narrative because we just love story. So as a songwriter, we've got to be really careful and keep checking. This isn't lame. What I'm doing is not is not dumb just because somebody else has done it. I'm trying to create story. I'm trying to move people to kind of feel the emotion that I'm feeling when I'm putting out these songs. So we've got to, yeah, just encourage you, if you're feeling lame about any of this and you feel like it's got to be something new and different or people won't respond to it, I think you're more people will respond to this tried and tested model of storytelling. And I think you're going to really like your songs as well when you hear them back. Um, knowing you've got this stuff in it and going all of a sudden you've got these songs that have movement and journey and tension and release and story in them, I think you're going to be really proud of them as well and, and nobody's judging you for, for for writing this stuff in intentionally, if that makes sense. So I think the biggest takeaway from, from this episode and from this whole songwriting series is we need to just be writing with our audience in mind. I think that's kind of our perspective we want to be we want to be focusing on is how are people going to hear this and we don't want to sell out and write something that's not us i think we can be super super creative we can express ourselves the way we want to express ourselves but to do that within guidelines that people can expect they can know 
and they can trust. And that's just going to land a lot better. That's going to make you, um, I think, more satisfied with your songs because they're not random anymore. They've kind of got a structure to them. But more importantly, your audience is going to connect with them and want to play it again and again and want to listen to your new song that comes out, want to buy tickets to your show and all that sort of thing because you've connected story with them. Just like our favorite movies, just like our favorite books, just like our favorite music has done. So make sure you grab my PDF if you haven't already. It's just a really simple guide that kind of um, talks about a lot of this stuff that we've been going through, but then just gives like a framework and like almost bullet point, checkpoint things you can go, all right, I've done this with my melody. I've done this with my rhythm. I've done this with my harmony. Um, I've sorted out my parts. It's got tension. It's got release. It's got story. And you can kind of check those off when you're songwriting, which gives you like the 30,000 foot view where you can go, all right, this is my song. It needs this bit still. That bit's really good. I need probably need to tweak that bit so that bit has more impact. You can kind of look at it holistically um, just by understanding um, what's in the box. So that's that's my box. That's how I like writing. I think you could tweak that to make it exactly what you want. So if you're into metal, it's going to be slightly different. If you're into rock, it's going to be slightly different. Pop, slightly different. Um, jazz, slightly different. Whatever it is. But I think the concept is the same that we want to be moving people on a journey. So maybe that journey looks a little bit different, but I still encourage you to grab that PDF so you can have a look at what it could look like in a box and then just tweak it so that it fits your music. In the meantime, I'm recording short episodes every week, 15, 20 minutes on YouTube. If you're there right now, you can subscribe so that you see those coming up. Give this video a like for me as well if it was helpful today. It's on your favorite podcast app. Um, you can email me at studio at date.com. If you want to grab that PDF, date.com forward slash artist. So D-O-T-T-E-D forward slash artist. If you're on YouTube, there's a link below. Thanks so much for hanging out. Make some music this week and we'll talk again soon.